Gabrielle Marie, philosopher, entrepreneur with almost 10 years of career and business mentoring under my belt. My purpose in life? World peace, of course, but in a slightly humbler fashion, helping people to say fuck it and free themselves from the stuff that keeps them from living fully. Get unstuck. Get unstuck. It's Monday again. Time really flies. We're already at episode 15 of this podcast. That means 15 weeks, almost four months of writing, recording and posting. I remember when I first thought about launching a podcast back in 2015. It took me almost eight years to finally do it. It felt like an impossible task. It was hard and I felt so much resistance. I would try and then stop. I would record an episode and then not do anything with it. I would have all of these ideas and then not act on them at all. Today, when I think about my podcast, the ideas simply come to me. I'm constantly creating and it's like I never stop. And the reason, more than anything, I believe is flow. The way to get flow is to create, to engage your brain, to focus and to work. I've learned how to get into that state and I love it so much that I want more of it every day. It's almost like meditation, which I also think is essential for my happiness and sanity. So if you're feeling stuck and uninspired when creating content or creating anything really, whether it's a podcast, a blog post, an article, a book, a video, a spreadsheet even, or maybe a report or anything else, this episode is for you. Because today I want to talk about finding your creative flow, how to keep it going for as long as possible, and what you can do to make it easier to tap into it when you want it or need it. It's not always easy, that's true, but if you can do it, you'll have an endless supply of creative ideas and energy at your disposal, that I guarantee you. Now, my story with Creative Flow has been an on and off love affair. I started creating content for the internet regularly about 10 years ago. When I first started blogging, as I mentioned in the previous episode about perfectionism, I couldn't get anything onto paper. I had a massive bout of writer's block. I would spend hours trying to write only to end up with a blank screen. I was so frustrated and disappointed in myself that I almost gave up on it entirely. Until that one conversation with Kate, my coach at the time, who also happens to be the first coach I ever had, If you want a full story about that, listen to the the episode of last week. But in short, Kate made me realize I didn't need to produce the perfect article on my first try. It was nearly impossible to do that anyway, even for the best writers in the world. Somehow, I'd always thought that's how writers wrote, like perfectly from the first try, like there was no work in writing at all. I know better now, believe me. But so for me, that was the first piece of the creative flow puzzle. After that insight that Kate gave me, I finally started to write. But it was still with a lot of resistance and suffering. I really didn't like it because what I wrote wasn't worth much, (laughs) if anything. 
And of course, the perfectionist in me has something to do with that. But the thing is, it was hard work and it felt like I was dragging my feet all the time. But slowly, as I persisted and started to get slightly better at it, something started to shift. I began to enjoy riding, not all of it, but some of it. It started to feel more natural and I didn't have to put so much effort into it. Even though it's still hard work today and my first drafts are still super shitty, today I'm so used to writing and creating in general that it just feels like second nature to me. By learning to enjoy writing and engaging in the creative process that way, I've learned a few things about finding your creative flow. And the main thing I know about flow is that it's a fantastic place to be. I reach flow almost every day for at least parts of my day. And it's one of the reasons that I get up in the morning, really. It really makes me a happy human being. Because it's a fascinating mental state where the outside world disappears. You have no sense of time or space anymore. You're not anxious or stressed. And you're completely immersed in the task. You're basically in the present moment. And that's why I think it's a form of meditation and why I believe it's why so many creative people can produce such unique works of art. Now, neuroscience tells us that creative flow is a state of intense concentration where ideas flow freely and effortlessly. And this happens when the brain is in a relaxed alpha state, when we're not stressed or anxious about anything. When you're in creative flow, you feel like you can do anything. It's almost magical. It's important not to confuse creativity with being artistic, though, because they're not the same thing, even though many people think they are. Creativity is coming up with new and original ideas. You're engaging your brain in a particular way, while art can be a product of creativity. The reason why I make that distinction very clear is that to get into creative flow, you need to do something that requires concentration, but isn't too complicated or overwhelming. The task should also not take you too much energy, so it shouldn't be too hard, but it also shouldn't be too easy. You can be in creative flow working on anything, a report, a spreadsheet, like I mentioned, a puzzle even. It's really more about the process of being creative than what you're doing or even what you're producing in that sense. And everyone can get into flow. Our brains have that capacity, but it requires a particular way of using it and focusing. There are so many benefits connected to being in flow. According to Psychology Today, experiencing flow regularly boosts your creativity. Well, now that's a surprise, right? (laughs) And it also helps with depression, which I think is a really important piece here. It gives you feelings of calm and happiness. And it also helps with being focused and clear thinking, with intuition and even aha moments. And I talked about aha moments more in episode three of this podcast when I talked about how to cultivate a relationship with your brain. So if you want more about that, I would invite you to check out that episode. Now, the book, The Eureka Factor, is an excellent read on that topic as well. So I'll add the link in the show notes. That's the second thing that clicked for me when I was learning to find my creative flow. You reach creative flow when you're relaxed. That means that the task must be challenging enough, but not more. 
If you're familiar with the four stages of competence, the stages to achieve the most flow are the third stage, which is called conscious competence, and especially the fourth stage, unconscious competence. This stage is the last of the four, where you have enough knowledge or mastery about a subject to start playing with it. Now, the four stages of competence is really a valuable theory about learning, so I'll add a link in the show notes for more information about it. I can't get into it right now, but what it really means is that you want to reach a level where you know enough about a subject that you can actually start playing and enjoying what you're doing. So slowly after that pivotal moment with Kate, I stumbled upon a book that added a third piece to the puzzle, The Creative Habit by Toilet Tarp. And this book taught me that it's crucial to develop a creative routine and stick with it. It doesn't really matter when you do your creative work or what time of the day it is or anything, as long as you have something consistent. It has to be a consistent practice. You can get into flow easier when you have one. Before reading that book, I thought that you were either born with creativity or you weren't, right? So, I mean, my worldview was a particular one. So you had to be born with creativity. And then if you wanted to be a writer, you had to produce a fantastic, perfect book on the first try. I mean, talk about high expectations. (laughs) Anyway, I'm a recovering perfectionist. If you've listened to last week's episode, you know. But after reading Twilight Tarp's book, I realized that creativity is something that you can learn and train. And believe it or not, it really eased my anxiety around having to produce perfect stuff from the first try. Because it means you have to practice and practice and practice. You must let go of wanting things to be perfect to achieve creative flow. The next crucial step was reading Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. In that book, she talks about the muse and how we must be ready when inspiration and creativity strike. That piece of the puzzle allowed me to accept that I wasn't creative all the time. Well, in in reality, probably I wasn't creative most of the time. But anyway, it also taught me that I could get crazy, inspired moments, but I needed to be ready for them when they showed up. It's a little bit like what Oprah says about luck, right? She says luck is preparation, meeting opportunity. Well, the same thing is true here. If you want to have those creative and inspired uh, moments, you must be ready. So you must prepare and then you must be open to this inspiration to come true. And the way to do that is to practice. So once I read that book, I started to see creative work really differently. Creative flow can't happen when you're not working. So you have to be working, right? You can't wait for creative flow to start working because that's not how it works. It's the other way around. With those insights, my creative process went from being painful and hard to inviting inspiration and creativity into my life. And creating a routine really helped me achieve that. Today, every morning, I put my noise-canceling headset on And I love that thing so much. It's a lifesaver. You will find more info in the show notes. And then I start writing for at least 15 minutes in my journal. Just about anything that comes to mind. My day, what happened uh, the day before, anything. Even if it's just gibberish. It doesn't matter what it is as long as I write something down. It's like a warm-up. When I'm done, I press play on my writing playlist on Spotify 
And I can guarantee you, I'm so tired of that playlist, but it works. I'm totally Pavlov. So I'm so afraid to change it because it really helps me to get into the flow. And then I open the Google document for the book that I'm currently writing. And here's an important piece. I always have half a sentence waiting for me to finish when I open that document. Because every day at the end of my writing time, which is 45 minutes, I don't end with a full sentence. I end with half a sentence of which I know the ending. And sometimes I give myself a little bit of comments on the side saying, you know, what the thought is that I'm having and where I want to go with that sentence. Because then I can just sit down. I put on my music, I open the document and I, I don't even have to think. I immediately start typing because I have something that I know that I have to type. And the result of that is that I can get into flow fairly easily. And the process of writing is so much fun because I'm not confronted with a blank page. I'm confronted with something that I know exactly how to do, at least for the first sentence. So puzzle piece number five. Another thing that's been really helpful for me to finding and keeping creative flow is these little tricks to help my brain get into the right state quicker. Like writing some comments on the site about what it is that I want to produce or what it is that I want to do. Another trick that helps a lot is time boxing my creative work. I only give myself 45 minutes in the morning so I better stay focused and it really works. So now I get into flow in less than five minutes with my routines and tricks and it's so good and so addictive that I don't want to stop. It really gets me out of bed in the morning and at night when I go to sleep, you know, I really look forward to waking up because I know I'm going to experience that flow. That's why I'm so excited to be doing this podcast with you as well, by the way. And finally, the last but certainly not the least piece of this puzzle and an important one for many of my creative and entrepreneurial clients is that we often reach flow when we're tapping into our love for knowledge and learning. And creative journalists particularly, they love learning new things and getting good at them. Within that process, there is a lot of flow to be experienced. So much so that I've been working on a new theory for my new book about creative journalists, about how flow might be what we're after in all our creative pursuits more than anything else. Now, I graduated a client recently who was one of the most beautiful specimens of a creative generalist that you can imagine. She used to be a product designer in the fashion industry and was looking for a next career, but needed to figure out what to do. So she was overwhelmed and she felt like she could never find flow in one specific thing because of all the options available, which is a problem that many creative generalists experience. So we took a step back and we looked at everything she loved to do and how much she loved learning. And after a lot of hard work, reflecting and trying things out, she realized that a real passion lay in design and learning, obviously. So through our work together, she crafted this amazing new career path and plan for herself based on her interest and generalist nature. And within three months, she was experiencing creative flow again in a way that was really meaningful to her. When she was talking about it to me, I could just see the sparkle in her eye and she was smiling and so happy. 
she started making money with her new projects, obviously, because we're not working on hobbies, right? When we're building businesses. And she's now creating this amazing career and building this business that, in her own words, makes her happy and not anxious, as she told me in her last session. And yes, Christina, it's you I'm talking about. You rock. I'm so proud of you. I love you. (laughs) And thank you for listening to our podcast. Anyway, another client who felt very much underutilized and underappreciated at work, and I believe fondly that he truly, truly was, worried more about the lack of flow in his work than anything else. And he wasn't necessarily interested in finding a new job or career, but he was looking for ways to get his creative juices flowing again, because he was super bored. And, you know, together we looked at what kind of activities made him feel fulfilled and energized. And we found that improving business systems and making them more efficient made him get into the bliss of flow. It also made him want to to leave his current position because nothing was changing there, even though he was speaking to management and telling them about how he felt. But you know, as I often say, when we're figuring out what we really want, and that's often what happens as a side effect of working with me, by the way, well, sometimes this means that you're going to have to find something new or you're going to have to start something new. And that's perfectly okay. It's part of life. Working with so many incredible creatives for almost 10 years now, I have become convinced that craving flow is a real thing. And that's probably what many creative generalists do and why they're so allergic to boredom and for their talents not to be utilized at work or in their life. So whether you're an artist, a writer, an entrepreneur, a creative professional, or just a human being who enjoys using your brain's creative power, creating a routine is essential for finding creative flow more easily and more regularly. Because when you make space for flow by creating habits that are going to allow it to come true and give yourself permission to experiment and to play around as much as possible, you know, to deliver those shitty first drafts, you'll find creative flow every single time. And it will become easier and easier to get there until it's almost automatic, as long as you stick to the right circumstances or puzzle pieces, right? So to recap, how to find creative flow. Puzzle piece number one, accept that you suck and do it anyway. Two, what you're doing can't be too hard, but not too easy either. You have to think unconscious competence. Three, creativity is a habit. So you need to practice, practice, practice and accept the agony that goes along with producing shitty work because that's fine. It's part of the process. Four, you cannot force creative insights. Flow will come when you're busy doing the work. Don't wait for flow to start working. Work so you can experience flow. Five, use little tricks to help your brain to achieve creative flow. The easier you make it on your brain, the faster and easier it will be to experience that blissful feeling. And six, give in to your love for learning. Rabbit holes of knowledge are a great place to find flow because they engage your brain the correct way. Don't indulge in them too much because you also need to create. You not only need to learn. But sometimes, you know, when you're stuck on something and you're trying to create and it's not working, 
dive into a little rabbit hole for a while and just indulge in giving yourself a little bit of that creative flow. Now, before I go, here's this week's fuck it, let's do it experiment. So now that you have the basics of creative flow, it's time to go out there and do something with it. This week, I want you to try to get into creative flow every day. Create a small routine for yourself and trick your brain by making it easier to do your creative work. Then actually create something. It can be anything, a story, a poem, an article, or just some ideas for your next business venture or career. The choice is yours, but do get yourself into that creative flow every day. And if you're ready for more, here's a little act of daily rebellion for this week. It can be a little scary, but I challenge you to get into flow in an unfamiliar environment. Maybe it's a cafe, maybe it's the park, or maybe a co-working space. Whatever resonates with you. Just don't stay inside your comfort zone. It's the most rebellious act ever. I guarantee it. You go to a place and then you use the tips from this podcast to zone out of wherever you are and to zone into flow. That's it for this week. I hope you have a fantastic flowy time and create something wonderful. Until next week, bye! Just a heads up, I'm not a therapist or a doctor, so if you're not feeling your best mentally or physically and you need some help, please make sure to consult with a medical professional or a therapist.